Have you ever shown hospitality to someone, then soon after needed that hospitality returned back to you? Perhaps you or your family went through a long season of relying on the care of others. Then years later, you had the opportunity to care for a different family in the same way. I bet that you found great joy in that extension of hospitality, knowing just how much it meant to the people on the receiving end. For me, this year has been a year of needing to rely on the hospitality of others a lot more than I'm comfortable with. It's been a year devoted to fundraising as we build the Edible Theology Project, which has meant relying on others to open their homes and their wallets for fundraising dinners. It's meant living off the generosity of friends and family and strangers. But can I tell you something that really surprised me? Living in this kind of precarious situation has not made me more stringent with spending, but more generous instead. Experiencing the generosity of others has only made me want to extend more generosity myself. And living in these rhythms of hospitality given and received have brought deep fulfillment I never could have anticipated. Today begins the fourth week of Advent. On this fourth Sunday of Advent, we're going to look to the hospitality given and received by the Holy Family just after Christ's birth. And we're going to examine what this story encourages us to do. I hope this story sparks in you a desire to build communities marked by generosity. I expect you'll find fulfillment greater than you could have imagined, too. Welcome to Kitchen Meditations, a weekly podcast from the Edible Theology Project, where we examine the ways God meets us in the kitchen and at the table. I'm your host, Kendall Vanderslice. If you are hungry for a taste of God's hope and healing in the mundane tasks of your everyday life, then you've come to the right place. May these meditations bring you a bit of grounding as you prepare to eat today and every day. This Advent, the Edible Theology Project has partnered with We Welcome, an organization that teaches Americans how to advocate on behalf of our refugee neighbors. Together, we are learning how the hospitality found in the story of Christ's birth invites us to live out welcome today. To get the most out of these podcast episodes, we encourage you to download the Advent Guide, complete with scripture readings, reflection prompts, and recipes. You'll find the guide linked in the show notes below. Let's get started with a little spiritual mise en place, a prayer to ground and orient ourselves before we begin. In the restaurant kitchen, mise en place describes the process of preparing your workspace for the dishes you're about to make. It involves gathering your ingredients and skimming the recipe all the way through so you can be fully present to your guests by the time they arrive. I like to think of mise en place as a time to prepare my own mind and body as well, asking God to be present with me as I cook or as I bake. Our spiritual mise en place today is drawn from the second chapter of Matthew. Close your eyes, slow your breathing. Now as you breathe, repeat with me. Inhale. 
We saw his star when it rose, and as you exhale, and have come to worship him. I don't know about you, but I've had a hard time getting back into a rhythm of hospitality after COVID upended our lives for a couple of years. What used to be so simple, having a group of friends over for dinner or throwing a party for any menial occasion, even just last minute movie nights or conversations over tea became complicated, then just fell out of the routine. Friends moved and communities changed and suddenly our former rhythms of gathering were impossible to return to. When I moved into my current house in the fall of 2021, I planned to host a big housewarming party to mark this home as a place of rich hospitality, a place where I could keep the door always open to serving friends. But almost immediately the Delta wave hit. I gave it a couple months, then planned to host the housewarming on Epiphany, a day on the Christian calendar devoted to hospitality. But then the Omicron wave hit and I was taken out myself. I finally had that housewarming just a few months back, one full year after moving in. I've worked hard to open up my home as much as possible, but I won't lie, getting back into that rhythm of hospitality has been really, really hard. I still think it's vital though. We continue our Advent lessons in hospitality this week by looking at the story of the Magi who came to worship Jesus. Traditionally, Christians read this story on January 6th, Epiphany, that day I just noted as a day focused on hospitality. For those who aren't familiar with the Christian calendar, the feasts and fasts throughout the year tell the story of the Christian faith. The year begins with Advent, when we wait for Christ's birth, then shifts to Christmas, which we celebrate for 12 whole days, from December 25th all the way to January 5th. Remember the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas? Yep, that's exactly what this refers to. At the end of those 12 days comes the celebration of Epiphany, which marks the Magi's visit and offering of gifts. Technically, the story of the Magi is not an Advent story, but given our focus on hospitality and the refugee experience, I think it's quite fitting we turn to that story now as well. The story of the Magi is a story of Christ's light spreading to all the nations. The Magi are not Jewish, but they know that the coming of the Messiah somehow changes their world as well. They are drawn by a light to worship the true King, and they bow down and offer gifts to the infant Jesus. This story serves as a reminder that we are to live as a light to the world drawing others to Christ through our day-to-day -day lives. With this in mind, the traditions of Epiphany are focused on preparing our homes to welcome others in. We bless a piece of chalk, then use that chalk to write a blessing over the doorframe of our homes, a promise to invite others through the door and to care for them in the coming year. Like the Magi, we spend the day reflecting on how we can share ourselves and our resources with those as lowly as an infant and as honored as a king. The story of Epiphany is also the story of a family made to flee. 
While the Magi noted the holy power of this infant born a king, King Herod saw the child as a threat. To rid himself of this threat, Herod demanded the killing of all male children under the age of three. This story is a cruel, ironic twist, contrasting the true power Jesus had in his humility against the fragile earthly power of Herod with all his wealth and might. What kind of power is truly threatened by a child born to a mother in a stable? But Herod's fear was so great it forced the Holy Family to flee to Egypt. The infant Jesus was a refugee. I wonder what kind of hospitality the family received as they crossed the border into Egypt. I wonder who welcomed them, who offered them a place to sleep and food to eat, who helped them to feel at home. The text doesn't give us any clues, but I hope they found better lodging than they did in Bethlehem. In the first two lessons of this Advent season, we saw the ways both Elizabeth and Mary gave of themselves to extend hospitality. In the last two, we see the ways Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were forced to rely on the hospitality of others. I think this says something about the unexpected nature of the long-awaited Messiah. He was born not into self-sufficiency, but into the reality of human need and community. Here in the United States, we focus a lot on independence. We encourage a do-it-yourself, pick-yourself-up mentality. In that mindset, it can be tempting to reject the gifts of others, not wanting to cost them in time or convenience. But it is a gift both to give and to receive hospitality. If Jesus' incarnation required his reliance on others, we might even go so far as to say that giving and receiving hospitality is part of what makes us human. When we live our lives in a rhythm of hospitality, chances are those who receive the gift of hospitality will begin to follow suit, extending love to others too. Those who receive our hospitality are then prepared to extend hospitality back to us when we need it most. Though hospitality asks that we give of ourselves, in a beautiful, ironic twist, it also takes care of us far more than fierce independence ever could. Our friend Zalah has experienced this truth, and she models it so powerfully. How can we receive the gift of wisdom? she has imparted on us this season. How can we go on and offer it to others in the year to come? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. We'll get to our kitchen tip in just a moment, but I want to take a quick break to tell you more about the Edible Theology Project. Edible Theology is an educational media nonprofit that uses storytelling about food to build community and heal relationships. We recently announced our new community of monthly donors called The Daily Table. Daily Table donors are invited to join us at one of three tiers, 10, 25, or $50 a month, or to choose a gift amount of their own. 
These recurring gifts allow us to cover our day-to-day expenses, like podcast production, social media management, and the creation of our newsletter. With these monthly expenses covered, our team can focus on developing new programs that build community and facilitate conversation around the table, like the Advent Guide you might be using right now. All donations are tax-deductible in the United States, and they're a great way to show support for this podcast. Head to the link in the show notes to join us at The Daily Table today. Our kitchen tip today comes from Zala, and it's both simpler and more difficult than you might expect. Open yourself up to others, she says. When you let others into your home physically, you should also let them into your life emotionally. Tell them how you were really doing. What is bringing you joy and what is weighing on your heart and mind? Opening up to others lets them know it is safe for them to open up too. This safety creates room for further vulnerability and further ability for you both to extend care in the ways the other needs it. When others have received the gift of your hospitality, they'll be prepared to extend it back to you in the moments you need it most. And now to close, a prayer for humility. God of the poor, the exiled, and those who flee, you were once all of these things. You humbled yourself and came to us and sought out those we want to ignore. Give us courage to humble ourselves, to show our humanity and mess to others, remembering that if you took on human limitation, we can too. As we humble ourselves, help our loved ones to also embrace their own finitude. Amen. Kitchen Meditations is brought to you by the Edible Theology Project, where the communion table meets the dinner table. We encourage you to discuss this episode around the table with your spouse, small group, or friends. Need some help getting into that rhythm? Sign up for our weekly newsletter at edibletheology.com, and you'll get discussion questions and a recipe delivered straight to your inbox every week. Our intro music is by Josh Garrels. A huge thank you to my Edible Theology team who made this podcast possible, especially to our producer, Jason Rugg. We would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or Spotify. Then share this episode with your friends. Your help ensures that others discover this podcast too.